Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the South End Zone Podcast here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. I'm with Eric Mulher this week. Eric, what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, a little chillier than normal here in uh, South Dakota versus my my home in Georgia. Uh, slight weather difference, but I'm surviving and uh, no worse for the wear. So. Slight weather difference. Well, hey, at least you got better internet up there. I'm proud of you. It's not better internet. It's just a better setup as far as distance from router and, and so on. But yeah, should be good. Hmm. Well, based on you having to hold the microphone, I don't know that it's a better setup, but we'll see. Uh, so anyway, for our listeners, real quick, before I move forward, what we're going to do this week, we titled this episode College Football Evolution. And so we're kind of, uh, myself and Eric mainly, we're history nerds. And we so we like to follow sort of how the the college football game has evolved over time and not just necessarily like on the field with X's and O's and the spread offense or West coast offense or whatever you want to call it, but also the other facets of the game. But ultimately something I think that doesn't really get talked about enough is how the players themselves have evolved. And the reason for that is like every year now, Eric, I mean, I know, you know, I mean the, the draft, the NFL draft, the combine, you're seeing guys break records every year. There's six foot three, 250 pound guys that are running four threes now. And 40 years ago, those dudes just didn't exist. And if they did, they were generational talents like Bo Jackson. You know, you just you never saw them. So yeah, nowadays you have you have defensive linemen running running numbers that you know a tight end or a running back 20 right. years ago. You know, Jordan Davis put up uh, something like a four eight or just something just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, you know, a guy it's weighs three fifty. He has no business running that fast. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. So, what I wanted to do was kind of sort of figure out the reason for that, and I started thinking about all the technology that these guys are using to really like take themselves to the next level. So, uh, for our listeners, given that myself and Eric are well, just I'll be honest, we're not smart enough to really talk to you in an educated manner about this kind of stuff. So we're going to bring in the big guns. And so we got a guest with us this week. And she is the president and CEO of a company called Ascent Adaptation in uh, Newport Beach, California, which, uh, by the way, was dubbed Gym of the Future by Men's Health Magazine, written about in the Wall Street Journal, many other outlets, and uh, sort of nationally recognized as what one might call like in the area of human performance optimization, I guess. And uh, we are very pleased to have her with us here today, Heather Hineker. Heather, how are you doing? Good, Jason. I'm so happy to be here. Actually, um, football has always been near and dear to my heart. Um, in high school, even, I was the football stat instead of being a cheerleader. And so I've just always been super into the game. I'm the person on uh, Saturday and Sunday that's sitting at the, the TV in my 
poor husband doesn't even like to watch it as much as I do. So I love being a part of a show like this. And, you know, part of my job is working with a lot of these professional athletes, um, even down to the, the lower, you know, high school students that are trying to get their scholarships. And then with the college students, Division One, and then the NFL. So I love this realm and I like what you guys are all about. Well, if you're living in Newport Beach, I hope you're not a USC fan, but I'm not going to torture you too bad there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you've gotten on the wrong side of enough USC fans today, my man. Yeah, for our listeners, I go go check out my uh, Twitter page. I pissed off a massive amount of USC fans today, so that's a, pretty much a daily occurrence. But uh, so, Heather, we're not going to waste a whole lot of your insane schedule here. So, just a brief overview, a little bit of how you started this company and why and how it's evolved. Yeah, so I, I started this company basically off my own personal need. Um, about 13 years ago, I was diagnosed with a progressive autoimmune disease called rheumatoid arthritis, and Western medicine wanted to put me on low-dose chemotherapy to treat it. I was in my early 30s uh, at the time, and just innately I knew that wasn't a road I wanted to go down. Um, so I just started to look for alternative ways, and gosh, I was trying everything under the sun. I was going away uh, to retreats, doing weekly grass enemas. I was drinking teas that taste like manure. I did not care. I just wanted this pain to go away. And I was getting progressively worse. And I literally just happened to be at the right place at the right time when a gentleman was talking about a technology, actually one of the technologies we started with um, and how it reduces inflammation and, um, you know, chronic pain. And I thought, well, that's exactly what I have right now, inflammation and chronic pain. And so I started it over a series of weeks. My inflammation started to dissipate. So much that it just opened my eyes to this world. So fast forward 13 years later, we have, you know, we started this on my own personal need with one technology. Today, we have 11 modalities. The majority are FDA cleared, cost two medical devices. Everything we have is proven with science and every single technology is working on a cellular level within different systems of the body. So we get a lot of professional athletes that come in that are looking for that tiny little edge or maybe, you know, injury injury prevention, or we work with a lot of people that, you know, motocross guys, the top motocross guys in the world right now, what do they do? They get hurt all the time. And so expedited healing. And so just, it's kind of transitioned when we first started, that's what I marketed. It was the athletes because they got it and they didn't care about if they were, you know, sitting inside of a CVAC pod and feeling pressure changes in their ears. They just wanted to get that edge. They wanted that increase in VO2 max and red blood cell production. And so over the years, you know, we've, affinity marketing, you know, people have heard about us and um, we've evolved, but I still can't market a lot of the medical stuff. I mean, even my own personal story, I have to be careful because we don't treat, you know, diagnose, cure diseases, right? Um, so working with the professional athletes, that's something that I can market um, and talk to them about. And they're the ones that are always outside the box looking for the latest, greatest. So that's kind of how we started um, and then evolved even on a larger scale in regards to distribution. So so we have our center here in uh, Newport Beach. We're going to open one in Idaho next year. Super excited about that. Um, and then, you know, we're just doing distribution. We're helping other people open centers and just working with a lot of the professional athletes and, you know, selling them technologies, teaching them the protocols to use them, the orders in which to do things and, you know, doing some customizing um, for them when they're not local to Newport Beach. Wow. So Idaho, man, I was hoping you'd open one down south. So we're looking at you, Boise State. You better get on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> get get the vandals all patched up and ready to go. Yeah, yeah them too. Absolutely, because they stink. We suck. They need all the help they can get. All right. So that and that was a question I wanted to ask you. So that's kind of where you started was marketing it to athletes and trying to give them sort of an edge. Like, I mean, is that just an idea that just like popped in your head? Like, oh shit, I'm gonna go and market this stuff to pro athletes. And like, how did that really come about? I mean, who did you know in that business? You know, um, you know, I didn't really know anyone at the time. I had my passions as far as like, I'm a huge MMA fan. Um, mm -hmm. I won't miss a UFC fight. And there's a big local um, MMA crowd around here. There's a lot of gyms and everything around here. And so I just started to reach out to people. Um, one of the early pioneers, Tito Ortiz, used one of the technologies that we we had um, before we acquired it. He was using it at a physical therapist's office and then they didn't have it anymore. So when we started our business, he found us and then we're just started to spread. And it's been so neat over the years to work with like some of the best of the best in UFC and, you know, see them win and see what certain technologies do in regards to you know them not getting knocked out where you know with mma there's a few components obviously i mean yes we've had um fighters lose you know they've been with us on a camp and they've lost but not from a knockout they've lost you know from a submission or a decision um but like any of the male fighters that have come in they've never lost for a knockout and i attribute that to one of our technologies um that actually is really beneficial for concussions and tbi and and the fact that a lot of these colleges don't know about this particular technology there's only 60 in the world um it's 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 one that i personally it's what put my ra into remission so it's something that i'd like to share with everyone i mean a lot of these guys you know you talk of the best of the best in the nfl a lot of these guys have things at home they have pemf devices you know they have red light therapies you know we've sold a lot of those but this particular technology you know our cvac pods is what i'm referring to we mm -hmm. have a really good grasp on how to use those as far as performance as far as prevention i mean you hear about the nfl teams that are in high altitude their concussion rate is less and there's a reason for that and so there's different protocols you can do for a lot of these schools that would help preventatively and then help also once someone's gotten a concussion um, help heal right and that's something we talk about all the time here like as far as how this game has evolved uh as you know relating to college football you know everybody and i'm guilty of it too i complain a lot about how the rules have changed to uh facilitate you know higher tv ratings due to the score being 70 to 69 instead of, you know, 30 to 29 and also targeting penalties, you know, roughing the quarterback, things like that, that have changed due to NCAA lawsuits with concussions. And so not surprising to me that you work with a lot of NFL people and with regard to concussions and MMA people as well. So what th that's really where I'm getting with this. It's like, why don't more colleges use this stuff? Well, on the sports front, so what we struggled with a lot was especially like not so much team sports, but individual athletes, um, they would keep us as their secret, right? So mm -hmm. <laughs> they weren't telling all of their competitors because, yeah. you know, and, and in fact, we used to have like a sign in um, when you would come in and a lot of the professional motocross guys and mountain bike riders, they would actually Joe go Smith, through that. Yeah to see who's who's coming in right so we had yeah. to change that <laughs> so um I, I think a lot of it is once someone gets you know 
their their top you know, their secret weapon, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. They're not really sharing it. And then the the CVAC pods. I mean, all of our other modalities are registered, cleared by the FDA. They have huge studies that cost millions and millions of dollars. CVAC is one of the most profound technologies we have, but it's the one that is least studied. And it's because it takes millions and millions of dollars. And it's still the little company that's manufacturing them, you know, a few a year. Um, so I think that particular uh, technology, that's why a lot of colleges don't know about it. They just don't know about it. I mean, it's just it's, how much it's does early adoption cost? How much does a CVAC pod cost? A CVAC pod costs one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So <sighs> usually, for people that are buying those for personal use, it is for professional athletes. Someone like Tony Robbins has one. Like I'm allowed to say that. The mm -hmm. unfortunate thing is, I can't sit here and go down my checklist of what <laughs> clients are coming in with you because you know I have an obligation to keep their anonymity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I guess growth is tough if your clients kind of view you as a competitive advantage that they have over other people's. And I kind of get that. Could you kind of clarify a little more on the CVAC pod? Is that because I hear that and I think something similar to like a hyperbaric chamber? Awesome. Yeah. And, and that's what most people um, correlate it to. So it's actually the exact opposite science. So hyperbaric. Okay. So it's in a vacuum. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And it's actually simulating high altitude. So the higher you go in altitude, the less oxygen molecules there are. And so basically your body innately knows it needs to produce more red blood cells. So you've heard of blood doping, I'm sure, which is illegal. It's not allowed. Right. So like uh, elite elite cyclists, for instance, would be interested in that because that's going to their their blood's not going to deoxygenate as fast compared to, you know, the guy riding next to them. It's also only going to take them as far as EPO to the highest levels that their body would naturally do. So when they're being tested, which all these professional athletes are, they're not going to there's not going to be any red flags per se. Like, you know, if your EPO goes over what say it's 51 or 52, like CVAC will only take it to the highest levels that your body would naturally do. So it's not cheating. Um, you've heard of people training in altitude for decades, right? So it's just an easier way to do that. Um, and it's more effective. The highest levels that CVAC will go up to is 22,500 feet. That's higher than base camp of Mount Everest to put it in perspective. And it takes a while to get there. And then once they get to those higher levels, we don't just only do those. Like that's what's so great about us. We've been doing this for so long that, that we see where you are in your training. We see if you're injured, if you're feeling fatigued, and then there's different algorithms that we apply um, just to get you to that next level or push you past, you know, that recovery phase. So it's it's almost like a little science when it comes to, you know, what, what you're going to introduce people to as far as frequency-based technologies like we have, what order you do it in. Um, but yeah, CVAC, as far as I'm concerned, because of my own personal story, there's not any any uh, technology that compares to it. When you're talking about hyperbaric, it has its place. Obviously, it's been around for decades. It's so great for wound healing or burns. But in my opinion, what happens over time, when you put an athlete in a hyperbaric chamber over and over again, their body starts relying on that outsourced oxygen, right? Because they're sitting in a space where oxygen's flooding and there's some health benefit to it. There's no denying that. But over time, your body's like, I don't need to produce more red blood cells. So in essence, it becomes a little lazy. That, that becomes kind of a trade-off then between short-term short -term recovery versus long-term like- uh, Performance. I don't want to say treatment, but performance, yeah. Yeah. So something like that is a combination of performance and recovery, right? Not 100%. not one or the other, but both. 
Yeah, so there, there's two components to it. And this is a great question. So um, in addition to taking you up to high altitude where there's less oxygen, it's not just taking you up there and, and being a static environment. So you've heard of altitude tents that take you up there, you sleep in them, and then you come down in the morning. No, this is very dynamic. So it's taking you up and down in altitude um, 300 to 500 times in 20 minutes. So you're actually feeling pressure changes in your ears. And that's why it's progressive evolution. You don't want and just go to 22,500, you like your ears would hurt. And so we start real low, but along the way, there's benefits. So in addition to like tricking your body to produce more red blood cells, it's also inducing something called mitochondrial biogenesis. Mitochondria are the batteries to our cells and they produce the energy that we need called ATP. Well, as we age, that declines, mitochondria become dysfunctional. This helps that instance. Um, also people who use CVAC have greater endogenous stem cell production. So that's the, the higher altitude component. But where I believe the most magic is, is in those pressure changes. If you take a water bottle in there with a lid into the pod the whole time it's expanding and contracting expanding and contracting well that's happening to every cell in your body so in regards to inflammation toxins waste it's flushing that out and that is what is so important i mean we work with some of the top coaches in the the world as far as like motocross and mma and the ones that have the champions that stay champions for a long time are focused on recovery recovery is one of the most underrated parts of sports performance and if colleges i mean yeah you know what's crazy what you think about the top 25 colleges and their budget um just for for their football is over 200 million a year, some of them, you know, the, the top 25, I think it's like one, 120 million to 200 and say 15 million a year. Mm -hmm. A CVAC pod for $150,000 is nothing. And then mm -hmm. once you learn how to use it, I mean, if you're thinking like you're prolonging the life of these, these athletes too, like if you're doing preventatively doing things and you're doing things with PMF and red light and different like order water vapors, I mean, there's so many things they can do. I mean, to get a whole setup like we have max, it's going to cost them is about a half million dollars. What's that in the scheme of things like to, and you're probably going to have a much better football team too than any. I mean, eventually we'll look back on this and we'll all laugh because, you know, 10 years from now, it's going to be commonplace. Everyone will have this. It's just still so early adoption. Like when we started 12 years way. ago. Yeah. It's just, it's just going to be the way who's going to jump on board first is what I want to know. <laughs> so you, yeah. So you were talking about how, how some of your clients maybe don't want you uh, necessarily saying that they're your clients, right? Because they don't want their competitors to know. And that just kind of reminded me, uh, you know, I'm a big baseball fan and this, this type of thing has been kind of a movement in major league baseball for 10 or 15 years. And I remember hearing a story about uh, my favorite team, the Houston Astros. And they, uh, about 10 years ago, they started showing up to some of these, uh, you know, like scouting camps and showcase events to check out players they might want to sign. And they had this kind of goofy looking camera that nobody else had. And they, you know, they had tape over the label that no one else knew what this, this camera was. And it turned out to be a, like an ultra high speed HD camera so they can see the ball coming out of the guy's hands and check spin, you know, everything down to uh, the spin axis of the pitch. And, you know, it's, it's a $6,000 or $10,000 camera, but you know, they, the, the guy operating it couldn't tell anyone what it was. He just had to use it. Everyone else is standing like, what in the hell is this guy doing? What is that thing? And, and it's just this blue box. Um, so things like that, it's any sort of, I think anytime a team or a, a, whether it's professional or college or otherwise going to have what they view as maybe a, a slight leg up. Cause you talk about 
you know, especially professional sports, maybe not as much college, but professional sports, you know, teams win games in the margins. They try to just be incrementally better at like six different areas than the other team. You're going to win a ton of games. And 100%. this is, this is kind of one of those things where, you know, Hey, if I can get this guy back a week earlier. In cognition too. Like a lot of these, these technologies are making people's reaction times faster and their cognition better. I mean, if you can touch on every single thing in regards to that, I mean, just a little bit better cognition for a quarterback. I mean, what does that do, you know, and the receiver? I mean, it's, it's. Well, and that's something I wanted to ask you because obviously we, we can't name names here or specific colleges or teams or anything, but I mean, what kind of testimonials have you had from, NFL or college players as far as their improvements that they're seeing? Yeah. So, I mean, one of our technologies is increasing VO2 max, which is lung capacity. So important for running, endurance and all of that by up to 20%. Now on a category one athlete, like a top, you know, or division one athlete, you know, it's been proven to increase it by 5%. But even if you get a 1% increase in your VO2 max over the next guy, that's an increase. And so I've heard from people where I used to get winded, I'm just able to keep going and going. And then where it used to take me 30 seconds to catch my breath, I'm catching my breath right away after a few breaths. I mean, those two things we hear over and over again. Um, just, you know, the if you're increasing blood flow and oxygenation, the the your red blood cells are taking oxygen to your muscles faster. So those are recovering. Like there's so many little things that you can do. And it is no coincidence that when we're working with people, they're the champion in whether it be a fighter or a motocross rider or whoever it is, especially individual sports, I can quantify it a little bit better. What happens Mm -hmm. in the NFL, because these guys have money, they have things at home. Nothing's mm-hmm. approved, really. I mean, the league of NFL, you know, like cryo, it's been around forever. But a lot mm-hmm. of these leading edge technologies that no one really knows about. I mean, that's what my main job is. Like, I'm constantly researching and, you know, I don't sit and watch reality TV shows. I'm looking and see what the latest, greatest <laughs> things coming out. And then I'm like looking at the science behind it to see if we're going to bring it into the platform. So, like, that's what I love to do. Yeah, I, I had a I had a, a cryo question since you bring it up because I didn't realize, you know, a lot of football fans will think back a couple of years. Uh, a guy named Antonio Brown uh, missed a bunch of time in training camp. He was with the Raiders at the time because he had, <laughs> I remember uh, this. He had some sort of he, so he was doing cryotherapy, which I didn't at the time know was a thing. Well, you should know that. You know, I'd heard of cryogenesis because, like, you know, really, really rich people, uh, when they die, have their heads cut off and then in a frozen state, so they can be cloned in a hundred years or some some other bizarre <laughs> shit like that. But um, this guy was doing cryotherapy, and he had some sort of mishap, and the end result was, you know, his feet looked like a rattlesnake molting its skin. You kidding me? And I just I didn't understand enough, and I still don't, to be honest, about cryotherapy and what people use that for, and how how something like that even happens. Like I just. I envision it almost like a tanning bed where just the guy's head is sticking out. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times they're chambers, they're standing up in them. They're not laying down. Um, we, we early, early on, like 10 years ago, um, when cryo was starting to become a thing, looked at in, in, inquiring, bringing it in here. 
it just for me, the liability because of this kind of stuff, it didn't make sense as a business. There are tons of cryotherapy um, places around here. People really know what they're doing. I work with um, one of the originators that you know brought it over from Hungary, and she was one of the first ones in Orange County. I mean, if anyone's going to do cryo, I would suggest going to her. I, I just didn't feel like I wanted to go there. And then, like you know, a few months later, someone died in a cryo. They were administering a session by themselves, you know, and. It, does that happen a lot? No, but when it happened, a lot of things changed for insurance and everything. So when we're bringing something in, I got to look at the contraindications. Also, I mean, there's errors, right? Like, you know, employees, you hire someone, they could be having an off day. I don't want them to mess up on a professional athlete. So when we're bringing things in, like I make sure it's, it's things that it's not going to kill someone. And, you know, no one's ever died from any of the technologies that we have. I mean, you got to think there's different classes of medical devices, right? There's class one, class two, and class three. Class one is like a bandage. Okay. You put it on, that's a class one medical device. Uh, I think class two is a wheelchair. Uh, the class three is when we're actually like implanting something, something's changing. So we don't do class three at all. Like that's when you can, you know, be injured if you're, you're administering something that, or do something wrong. We only, we only do class one and class two. So I am not medical, nor do I ever want to be. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of these other, some of these other centers, you know, they have a, a medical doctor hanging their license and then things get in the wrong hands and, you know, you can do more harm than good. I mean, there's certain compression garments. I've talked to a couple of our NFL players, um, when we got our, our compression, full body compression garment, it's a class two medical device. So there are specific pressures that it will go to help with any inflammation, uh, excess fluid, and it has chambers in it that actually quantify how much pressure it's administrating to get the, the goal that we want to get, get. Well, there's other ones on the market that don't have those chambers. And so these guys were doing, and I'm not going to name any names of the technology, you put two and two together, but these guys were doing these and they were cutting off their circulation and getting drop foot, an NFL player. I mean, can you even mm -hmm. imagine? So that's why anytime we bring something in, I, I look at the liability and I see, you know, what's happened to people. I don't want an NFL player to get drop foot on my watch. So <laughs> we err on the side of caution. <laughs> yeah. And as far as cryotherapy, Eric, you touched on it. I mean, that, I'm fairly certain there's cryotherapy chambers on probably 60% of the power five programs, athletic facilities. Like oh yeah, no, I wouldn't them. be surprised at all. I just, I didn't, I didn't entirely understand how it works or even what, what, uh, I guess what, what is the goal for cryotherapy? Is it like a recovery thing? Information or? Recovery. Yeah. And it has okay. a benefit. It's like immediate gratification. Um, in my experience and what I hear from clients, it's not long-term, but when you're inside of cryotherapy, it's giving you an endorphin release. Like you get out and you feel a difference in your inflammation right away. So like it definitely has a purpose for sure. Um, and a lot, you know, it's easy. It's like a two minute treatment, right? You know, it's cold, it's uncomfortable for a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done it. And I, when I got out, I felt like I wanted to run through a wall. Yeah. But did your, did your feet stay in one piece is the question. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, well, there they, you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't go in barefooted. So, um, all right. Well, before I move, before I move forward real quick, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back with Heather. Yeah. 
Okay, guys, get ready for all the NBA playoffs action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. That is the Pigskin Podcast network acronym bet five dollars on any nba team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get 150 dollars in free bets instantly that's promo code tppn at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see our show notes for the details Thank you, Jason. And uh, we are back uh, with Heather Hineker, um talking about some sports performance uh, stuff. And I guess w- one question I wanted to ask, because I know I've followed this a little bit as far as Major League Baseball teams using it and, and what kind of the, the movement lately has been a lot more teams using technology more for, uh, I guess, evaluation as far as uh, who's going to be better than they're given credit for or how can we make this guy better and uh, a lot of teams have gotten into what's called, uh, I guess they call it wearable technology, where they can kind of track guys' movements and, and make sure they're not overdoing it. And it, from everything I've read, um, it seems like kind of the next frontier in, in professional sports is geared more towards injury prevention than recovery. Is that something you're seeing in, on your side of things? And Absolutely. do you, you guys currently have like stuff in that realm? Yeah, that's what big one of our biggest tools. So I personally wear an aura ring. Um, it's tracking my activity. It tracks my sleep, deep rim, everything. When I'm waking up, it's tracking my heart rate variability, which is a huge indicator of recovery. It's check, uh, tracking my resting heart rate. So I look at that stuff. Most of our clients have these. And then when someone comes into our facility, I put them on our, uh, it's like a bioimpedance analyzer. And so basically what it's measuring is it can measure something called phase angle. Phase angle is the integrity of your cell walls. So someone with a super high phase angle, um, all that it means. So you think about you have trillions of cells and when you're a baby, those cells are optimal, right? So they're at their largest capacity. The cell walls are at their most permeable. So all the good stuff can get in like the nutrients and the oxygen. More importantly, all the bad stuff can get out the waste and the toxins. As we age, our cells become smaller and the walls around them become more hardened and rigid. And so now those waste and toxins that would normally escape out and your lymphatic system would flush it out, they get trapped. And over time, that's turning into systemic inflammation, which in time, inflammation will turn into a pain state or a disease state. So what we do is we quantify everything by getting them on here, seeing what their baseline of their phase angle is. I'm able to see visceral fat, which is the fat that surrounds the organs. And then I'm also able to gauge what their systemic inflammation levels are at. Um, So Lowest I've ever seen uh, was a 16-year-old uh, professional motocross rider. He had one of the highest phase angles and the lowest um, uh, inflammation. And so, like, that's kind of the gauge, like, when I'm looking at people, because that's off the charts low. And so, next in line, believe it 
but not for a female. So, you know, I'm 45 years old. I just took a test to see what my biological age is. So this is going to be another quantifier that we do. But as far as my phase angle goes, like usually women average between a four and a six, I'm 6.3. I don't even see that with professional female athletes that come in that are 20 years old. Um, I see my inflammation levels very close to where his was like off the charts low. So I'm quantifying because I've been doing this for so long. I'm able to say, look, this is me. I'm not an athlete, but this is what I do. And this is what I look like on a cellular level on the inside. Um, so clients love to see that and sports teams just take it up to a whole nother level. I mean, there's an outfit that's a UFC gym in uh, Scottsdale and they are quantifying everything. I mean, just from times, reaction times, cognitive stuff, and that's where it's at. And, and so then when you have a baseline for your athletes, and then you're applying certain technologies, you are able to see things change. And, you know, that's because a lot of times you can't, how do you quantify? Like, you know, you feel like, oh, maybe I feel like I have a little bit more energy or yeah, I'm running faster, but like really to see it uh, in black and white on paper, like this is what's changed. Your inflammation is this. And then you're also doing a lot of preventative too. I mean, you think if your inflammation levels are so low, your body's working optimally, um, you know, like what, 2020, 2021, there's a huge virus going around that shut down a lot of uh, sports, right? Um, if your immune system is acting the way it's supposed to act, like you're mitigating a lot of that. Like I got COVID, but I was totally asymptomatic and um, didn't even know I had it. The only reason I knew I had it is because we had a, a professional boxer, one of the best of all time, but I can't say who it was, was coming in <laughs> to film <laughs> a documentary. And so they had to scour the entire facility and we all had to get tested guess who tested positive? And I was like, mm. that is BS. There's no mm -hmm. way. Look at me. I'm fine. Like he's all, well, we can't have so-and-so come in because if he gets sick before his fight, like that's on you. I'm like, no, I don't want that on me. So I had to get tested <laughs> the next day. They said they'll reschedule if you test negative. I tested positive. My mm. husband tried to get it. He was like, well, I'll get paid for two weeks. So please kiss me. Tried to get it. He didn't get it. My daughter didn't get it. I mean, come on in here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Damn it. Son of a... <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, but that's, I attribute that to my immune system. And then that's what I'm talking about too. You know, a lot of these professional athletes and athletes, I mean, you want to have strong immune systems too. Like there's so many important components when it comes to sports performance that people aren't even thinking about. Uh, would, would they be someone that you would think would know anything? It seems like sleep has become a big thing. Like even, uh, even my kids, you know, playing high school football, the, the strength and conditioning coach at the high school, which, which is a large high school, right. In Georgia. Uh, so they take football fairly seriously, but he's constantly, you know, in, in addition to protein, hydrate, it's make sure you get eight hours. So how, and that seems kind of recent as far as the, the importance of sleep. It's not something I ever thought about until I got diagnosed with sleep apnea about five years ago. And I didn't realize that you know, there's doctors who, who specialize in sleep medicine. Like that's, I didn't know that was a thing. How, you know, is that something that, that you guys, as far as rest and recovery stuff, you know, uh, kind of integrate that into your things? A hundred percent. There are so many people with sleep disorders. Um, and you know, sleep, the reason we sleep is so our bodies can regenerate and heal. And if you have disrupted sleep or you're not able to sleep, you're not getting any of that process. I mean, this is the thing, you guys, we were created to be able to regenerate and self heal. That's the miracle of our bodies. These technologies have nothing to do with that point. So the fact that we all have that innately in us is 
like that's the most important thing, right? But what you do with that and what you're exposing yourself to to help support those processes, that's where the most important thing is. So, you know, if, if you can optimize your sleep, and that's another reason why I have the aura ring. I wake up for, I'm a total nerd though. I wake up first thing in the morning. I'm like, how much deep sleep did I get? Oh, good. Three hours last night. Oh, my recovery is optimal. You know, I have a 93. Like, it is, it becomes, you become obsessive about it almost. And like, oh, my heart rate variability is going up constantly. Like I can only imagine what a, a athlete, you know, looking at all of these markers, like what, how they would feel like, cause I get obsessed about it. Cause you just constantly want to improve, constantly want to improve. And when you see yourself doing so, you know, that's really important. And like your kids, I mean, yeah, when I was in high school, did I ever even think about sleep? You must think I'm dumb. <laughs> Yeah. On Saturday morning, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if I got, you know, four or five hours, that's all I needed. But in time, that will add up and that will affect your performance. So at a young age, if you're already instilling those habits, like that's going to prolong their career so much. I mean, you think in high, or, you know, high school and college, I mean, there's so much of it staying out late and having a good old time and partying and stuff. You don't really feel it, you know, when you're that age, but you'll feel it down the road. And so if, if you can adopt those, you know, good habits early, like that's everything. Yeah. So as far as high school athletes or college, and this is something from the business side that I don't really understand with regard to college football, is there anything like preventing you guys from marketing this to an entire university or do you have to specifically go towards the individual themselves or like, how does that work as far as the FDA and all that BS goes? Cause damn big pharma, you know? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> usually we get into, to organizations um, through an individual, I mean, like getting approval from a league, like I said, like the NFL, a lot of these things aren't, cause it has to be approved by the NFL. So a lot of these guys are getting it for home use. Um, mm -hmm. And it's who, you know, I mean, that's how everything is. I mean, you know, yeah. we're in with some local high schools and you know, their best athletes because their parents want them to go to this college, you know, but is the whole school adopting it? No, I don't understand why. I mean, honestly, because the money that these schools are paying for other things, like, I mean, just to take a little portion of that and protect your athletes and also increase their, their chances of getting picked up from, you know, a major league. I just, I think it's still early adoption. Like, honestly, I really yeah. do. I don't think like, like I said, 10 years from now, this is be commonplace every single university will probably have like an ascent protocol like i honestly feel it it's i think we're having this conversation early and, and 13 years ago when i started the business i would be talking to people and it was like speaking chinese like they would just look at me cross-eyed what are you saying that's so weird and then fast forward 2022 especially COVID, like it has opened so many people's eyes we are getting like normal people in here, not just like people that want to reverse age or longevity or professional athletes or like the people doctors can't figure it out. We're getting normal people in that just want to take their health into their own hands and start feeling better. And so there has been a huge shift. It's still 5% of the population. So we got a long way to go for sure. But it's stuff like this, like you got to think, you know, I, I've been on a lot of podcasts lately and in front of audiences that I would probably never be in front of. So like the more we're exposing it like, you know, your audience too. I was on a real estate podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, but the guy was super, I know, right? But the guy was super into outdoor, he was an outdoorsman and super into health. So he wanted to have me on and he's a local realtor. 
in Newport Beach. So it just opened people like I had no idea this even existed. So I think like as a community and like genuinely caring about athletes and the humankind, you know, having stuff like this is where it's going to start. And then we'll see what happens. Well, and that's something that, uh, you know, it's kind of, you've seen it over the last several years, mainly the last 15, 20, I, I, I would say going back to the early 2000s, really, you started to see sort of an arms race in college football with regard to stadium upgrades, massive coaching salaries, massive upgrades Recruiting. in athletic facilities and yeah, technology. And, and, and facilities is a big one. Yeah. It all centers back to, you know, because we've talked about this, Jason, on the show, and I'm, there, I'm sure we have listeners who are tired of hearing us say the word facilities. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and you have to understand, like, there's a proven blueprint out there, right? It, and it's just, it's asking yourself how like seven times, right? Well, what do we want to do? Okay, well, we want to win. How do we do that? Well, you win by getting the best players. How do we do that? You got to go recruit them and get them in the door. How do we do that? You know, and eventually it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have, you know, you're you're effectively, you're selling these kids a product. Mm-hmm. You're, you're selling them on the fact that, hey, if you come here, we have this, we have the resources and then this sort of infrastructure right, to help you realize your dreams and achieve your goals and maximize your potential, whatever that is, whether it's go to the NFL, play at division one, whatever. And, you know, so we say facilities, we're not talking about, you know, the water slide at Clemson, (laughs) right? We're talking about, you know, we're talking about, well, I mean, yeah, there are the ping pong tables. No, we're talking about the the ridiculous 20,000 gallon cold jet tub. Right. You know, know, and and Clemson recruits at a really, really high level. It's not because they have a freaking water slide. It's because they've got this infrastructure and and they can demonstrate to kids that, hey, you you know, your chances of succeeding, whatever that looks like for you, right, are better here than at College X, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have better strength and conditioning, right? We have better, uh, you know, treatment and recovery, uh, things like that. So when we talk about yeah. facilities, uh, and that's that's kind of the backbone of recruiting, which is the backbone of winning these days. And that that's kind of what the arms race has become is how do we upgrade and put in place an infrastructure that, that really makes these kids believe like this is the best place for them to go mm-hmm. where they want to go. And yeah. So in, in medical, you know, treatment, uh, whether it's, you know, physical therapy or injury recovery or even, uh, you know, strength and conditioning and prevention, you know, it all kind of works into that. So my, my guess is, uh, you know, like you said, we will see this become more and more prevalent and then pretty soon it'll just be, you know, things like your technologies and your treatments will just be the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, you just think, you know, like I think I'm a parent, you know, I have a daughter that's going to be a senior next year and, you know, you're so excited for their life. And especially like if it's a professional athlete and they're already being propositioned or, you know, recruited by schools and stuff. Like as a parent, I think, gosh, I mean, that sounds awesome. And I can't wait to root you on, on those games. I will be the loudest in the stands, but man, what's associated with that as far as wear and tear on the body. And is this really something you're going to do forever? Like what if you injure yourself forever? So if, mm-hmm. if my kid is going to a college where they already have preventative, um, you know, modalities in place to preserve the longevity, to protect my, my kid's brain, to 
you know, in, injury prevented. And then heaven forbid they do get hurt, but man, we're going to be able to heal your bone, you know, in four weeks instead of 10 weeks or whatever it is. I mean, that's what I want to hear too. You know, kids don't even think about it at that age because they think they're invincible and they're going to heal because that's all they've ever done. Well, yeah. if you want to keep it that way, I mean, you look at someone like Brady, you know, whether you like him or not, I mean, I think he's <laughs> one of the best of all times because, because his age and how he performs, you don't mm-hmm. think he's doing all of these technologies. You're crazy. Yeah. I'm sure. And he even wrote a book about it. Like he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's not human. I'm con- I'm convinced yeah. he's a robot. <laughs> yeah. He's, I think he's, he is, <laughs> I think he's six weeks younger than me. So he's out here winning Super Bowls, and uh, you know, my knees are making funny noises going downstairs. So <laughs> we're not, we're not operating in the same plane. No. He's been surrounded by an incredible team and, you know, that guy has a good head on his shoulders and, you know, he wants to uh, live a long, full life and not be compromised. And I think that's been a priority of his from the get go. And it shows now, like, I think he is a total stud when it comes to, you know, he walks the walk. That's for sure. Yeah. He's a total stud. All right. Yeah. Him and Giselle, but uh, yeah. (laughs) So, so, all right. So moving, I guess, to close, sort of close this out, because we don't want to take up too much of your time. So I guess you've talked about a couple of times here, you touched on it, you say it's going to be commonplace in 10 years. So really, I mean, how do you see that going? Is this like going to be sort of an arms race that you're going to be just right shit in the middle of? Stuck in that, the middle of, yeah. yeah that you're <laughs> going to be battling with other companies that are doing this stuff or like is... It's just a really well-kept secret that you're going to be on the forefront of, and we can't release this podcast until 10 years from now. (laughs) No, you know, like there have already been people, you know, that have the marketing means and everything that have tried to start biohacking centers. It's going to happen. And my heart genuinely is in the space. I want as many people as possible to be exposed to certain modalities. Now, if we're talking professional teams, I would hope they would seek out someone that has been doing this for 13 years, has already gone through the trial and error and knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going to claim they do, but have they actually walked the walk, had a business and had, you know, thousands and thousands of people and thousands of professional athletes. So I've never been afraid of competition because I'm always going to attract the the type of clientele that I want to work with, that we're on the same vibration and frequency, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm one person, I can only help so many. So, and it comes and I'm booked as it is. So I'm not worried about it. I just want to be, I know that God's going to bring into my life who needs, who needs me and vice versa. And like, I'm excited to see what happens. You know, I want a, a lot of these companies that I represent as far as a distributor, I really, really love like what they're all about. Like we're a community together on this mission and, you know, we can only do it all together. And so I, I, I welcome anyone that wants to get into this field. And, you know, I'm very thankful to be a part of the way. I mean, I'm doing a ton of consulting now. Um, that's like mainly my main gig now. And so I get to be paid for having gone through a very hard first five years of this business. Like I blew through my entire 401k, a half million dollars just to stay open. And if it wasn't Mm. for the professional athletes, we would have like gone under. So now I'm on the other side and I'm just, I'm so grateful. I cannot wait to see what's to come. And so many new technologies are coming out. It's going to be mind blowing. Yeah. But, but it'll be kind of incremental, right? Cause like those cameras I talked about earlier, (laughs) You know, 10 years ago, you know, there was one team using them and no one else knew what the hell they were looking at. Well, now every team has, they're, they're called Edgertronic is the, the name of the company and they're based, I believe, okay. out of Europe. Every team uses Edgertronic now. And then 
uh, you know, independent training facilities that work with major leaguers and college players, you know, have, have these, you know, a lot of teams have them in all of their minor league affiliate stadiums and, you know, and it just kind of over time, probably much mm-hmm. like this, where it's, it's going to start with one team and then a couple more be like, Oh, well, well this seems to be working for them. Uh, yeah. Well then, and then one turns into three, turns into seven, turns into 19 type of type of thing. Yeah, well, hey, like you said, Boise State coming for you, but anyone before then, I, hey, I have in-laws that live in Georgia. I love Alabama, so yeah, see, there help. you go. I'm I, a, I recommend highly recommend opening one in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't. They're, they're they're doing they're doing just fine as it is. But the thing with the colleges, we don't have to open something. Like they need this in their mm-hmm. facility, and then that's where I come in and we, you know, lay it all out. Like it's something that they should have access to every single day. And right, and that's you know, something they can like purchase from you guys, and or you can just contract it out to them, kind of. Like yeah, what's great like about that. what's great about my distribution agreements, I offer wholesale mm-hmm. pricing. So going through us, you actually get a better pricing than if you call the manufacturer direct. And then in addition to that, you get my consulting and you know mm-hmm. procedures and orders to do things and everything and i i include that in when i'm selling something like a CVAC pod so um everyone thinks well i'm going to go directly to the manufacturer and save some money and then they see ends up saying you need to call heather to find out you know those protocols or, you know maybe business model whatever and then it ends up costing them you know tens of thousands of dollars for consulting where if you could just go direct that's <laughs> it crazy saves everyone money <laughs> Yeah. Well, so like if, yeah. if I'm if I'm Steve Sarkeesian at the University of Texas and I want I want to uh, invest some of my hundreds of millions of dollars that that university has that, that they dedicate towards football and into some of this. So then it's just a matter of going through you. Uh, and then so how's that? You, you know, do you do your people like train their staff on using them or? So right now, because it's, I mean, it's me, really. I have a whole staff that runs my center and everything. I'm the person that's helping other people set up centers or different protocols and stuff, depending on what the sport is. Right now, it's me. I mean, I know we've been talking forever. I need to get some people trained, but I just, I haven't. I mean, it's, (laughs) I fly by the seat of my pants as it is. Um, You know, my, my daughter, it sounds funny. She's 16 years old. I'm grooming that one. Since she was three years old, she's been listening. She can sell and tell you about any technology there is. She understands the science behind it. So <laughs> put my eggs in that basket and then we'll there you go. There. there you go. Ready made. All right. Well, Eric, do you have anything else for Heather before we let her go? No, I think I'm all set, man. All right. Well, Heather, we thank you so much for coming on and giving your time to us. It's it's been a fantastic fact-finding, interesting conversation. It's nice to get away from the X's and O's of football every so often. And, you know, we're light on uh, content creation in the off season. It sucks. (laughs) So uh, again, thank you. We thank you so much for coming on. And you guys, uh, for our listeners, you guys can find us on Twitter and Instagram at South End Zone Pod. And you can go to Heather, how do we find you? How do they find you? Where where do they go? Uh, our website is ascentadaptation.com. Uh, you can just put Ascent Newport Beach, we come up, but ascentadaptation.com. And then just uh, info at ascent OC is uh, the main email address. And um, our phone number, uh, our landline is 949 474 4404. And just let, the, let us know that you heard about us on this podcast, and we'll take care of you. 
All right. Thank you yep. so much, Heather. And Hit him up, Kirby. Make that call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Well, on that note, we're out of here, and we will be back with you next week. See you then. Thank you very much. Have a great day.